live from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Well, we're here for another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. And we've got a guest here. Back in corporeal form, I might add. Yeah. Uh, th- it's good, actually. You were gone for, what, two weeks? Two shows? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's how long Rich was here. And then there was that other, the week of the injury. Um, there was that. You were gone for three weeks? Yeah. Because he couldn't get out of bed. Oh, yeah. So you did the show... Yeah, by cell phone. Oh, that was a horrible show. Yeah. That was horrible because of the phone thing. Yeah, it was a great performance, though, unfortunately. No, it sounds horrible. But um, that was when we had uh, that that young lady, Tessa something, call uh, to talk about something. That was when I was in Maryland. That was when but, you were in Maryland? I, yeah. That was the first week you were gone. No, that was probably like the third week I was gone. No, because it wasn't last week. Whatever one it was, it was one of them. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Anyway, uh, I believe she's going to call in again today, because I told her, call back in a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Um, you know, get your stuff all sorted, and we'll talk about it again. And uh, so she sent us bibliography. She stuff, did. Things that we may use as reference to discuss whatever it is she wants to discuss today. So I'm looking forward to that. And I brought back up an actual female uh, who will much better represent... Um, the intelligence on this side of the, the Mississippi. I don't actually know where our caller is, but in Phoenix, because I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to ladies, and I think my wife would agree. That, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So she's here, um, you know, to speak on behalf of me, since I can't. Are you excited? Can't you see the excitement just pouring from my face? Yes, I'm sure. So if anybody else would like to call in tonight, feel free as well. Uh, 602... No, that's our local number, 866-536-1100. If you are local, 602-277-KFNX. Yeah, you almost started me, you almost incited me to start reciting my old office number. Oh, man, dude, I gave away my cell phone number on the show once. Long time ago. I started reciting the number, and it was, oh, wait, no, that's me. Don't call that number. (laughs) (laughs) Call the studio. So anyway, um, seriously, though, um, I'm actually, yes, I'm very interested in having... Continuing this conversation with uh, with Tessa, should she desire to call. All right, I like how we just shortened her name to Tess. 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 That's good. Well, That's she good called herself name. Tessa, right? Is she? Yeah. Okay, good. Let's do that. Um, although, although I will have you know that Tessa is not a standard abbreviation for Tesseract. Okay. Have you ever heard the name Tesseract? Yeah, Tesseract is means like a 4D cube, and it has some other uses. And I think like somebody somebody was um, like a character in some book like, so do you think that's just ago. her email name and not her real name no it might be her real name tessa is actually a short for teresa yeah usually right but tesseract is not a long for teresa okay well i'm very confused at this point so moving on um so i have a bunch of things that we've uh, sort of things I mean, nothing terribly exciting to me except actually did you see the people put waluigi in, in super mario or super smash brothers I just have Okay. Also not very exciting to me. Okay. So, do you ever follow any of like the 
the game hacks that people do when they add stuff or change things or like do you remember back in the day on a very uh, very spurious basis. so you're a street fighter player i have been okay i'm approaching the point where i can probably not allow myself to be called that for very much longer because it's been so long but what's important is that you were once upon a time this is true okay so did you play uh, street fighter 2 on the super nintendo yeah because i played that religiously more so than probably anything else yeah, I remember I remember splitting the cost of the game with my friend because it was like a $69 cartridge. Dude, I paid $75 for that game three times. And you paid more than I did. Yeah. And I was in a city where there was no tax or a state. There was no, no That tax. sounds that sounds a rather unfortunate way to play the game. 74.99 for Street Fighter 2, for Street Fighter 2 Turbo and for the next one. Oh, right. Yeah. How fulfilled do you feel? Whatever it was. Uh, $225 on that one game for Super Nintendo. Not good. Is this just a your plan to eat up another hour of my life with Street Fighter? You shut up. <laughs> because I'm going to start talking about Forza real soon. No, so here's what I'm going to say. So uh, they had the, the action replayer, the Game Shark. It was Game Shark, right? And you could use the codes and you could bring out the main bosses in the original Street Fighter because in, in the original Street Fighter 2... Uh, you could only play as the eight world warriors. You couldn't play as the bosses, but they had these codes, and you could play as the bosses. Right. Sort of. Right. They kind of rigged it up. It was weird, but and it this, could be done. And this excited you to no end. Well, it was amazing. Now, imagine some crazy nerds figure out how to like go in and hack the code associated with a Wii game. I think that's what it is. Super, Super Smash Brothers. Sure. Brawl. Yeah. Whatever. Why not? It's a Wii version, right? Totally. Yeah, I think so. It is. Um, and they just they added Waluigi in. Like, like seriously, like good animation and actual moves, crazy stuff. All right, maybe okay. You're That's a game. Cool. De- this is from a game developer's standpoint. Like this doesn't impress you at all. It doesn't impress me because I have no information about the context of it. That's why I, I couldn't really care less. Well, I will have to show you the video during the right. break. Like if I had known how they put together the game, then I would have some understanding of like the context of the engineering behind like not having that character there, and then I would maybe have some appreciation for what it actually took to put that character in there, right? Because a lot of times what they'll do, and I'm not saying this is the situation because I don't have any information about it, right? But usually, like, it'll be like, oh, it'll, you know, it'll have, like, this character's moveset, and it'll look like this other character, right? And it'll, Or it'll look like the so the sprite that you wanted it to look yeah. like, but it'll have, like, something no, else. Generic, no, right? but it's, it, was, it was totally new model, totally new character model. Um, his... It couldn't. It couldn't have been something completely new, right? I mean, why they... not? Well, because like they can't unless like I don't like. That's don't what's see... amazing how much they modified it. You think you're saying that instead of like somehow like unlocking something that was locked in the game code, right? Yeah, they somehow they, like they added injected it into new the game. information into. That's what's so crazy about it. Well, I mean, I don't know that much about. I mean, it. if I that's know... if that's what happened, that's pretty impressive. That is. But um... well, because I think back at the most recent like hacking of content, uh, at least one of the most known was uh you know the Grand Theft Auto whatever where we we show the dude getting the hammer with the ladies. When right, but that it. stuff was in there. It was exactly. just not. It's all, supposed to be all accessible. they did was was change a line where it it was in the game and it got taken out and then right. they're like actually no let's put it back in right. that kind of hacking that's like bottom of the barrel hacking yeah there. easy easy peasy not that I have any idea how to do it but totally easy from someone who who knows that stuff right but injecting a whole character into this game and on a system that's not really emulated like the Wii I'm sure people have emulated it but it's not like it's not full force people aren't just running Wii games on their on their computers and playing them all willy nilly right so they had to be modifying the code and then running it on an actual Wii. Which, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm impressed by this. I am. I think it's.
fancy. You know what I'm impressed by? Oh, God, are you going to tell me TVs? Yes. Oh, God. 200-pound cathode ray tubes. Let's make this quick. So, I actually, I didn't even want to dwell a lot of time on it. I just wanted to say that um, through some mysterious circumstance that I'm not at liberty to disclose, I've been able to get these two of these 200-pound monster TVs. Sony Vega HD. Yeah, and the thing that's so incredible about them is that these were like one of the last tubes ever made, right? They don't make tubes anymore. These guys, these bad boys, have HDMI input. It does 1080i, and it's a flipping tube. Yeah, I don't... It's beautiful. And this is good. Why? Because even to this day, I would say most all screen technologies have not yet been able to surpass the perfection in motion replication that CRTs have been able to execute on. I know that, like, when you're running on a PC, the the color palette is much more accurate on a tube. But, like, when you're playing a video game, I, I like the LCD on my wall. That the LCD in general is better for still pictures, right? But the, the huge drawback of the LCD and even the LEDs and even the plasma technologies, right, is that when things are scrolling... They smear on the screen. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't notice. I'm particularly sensitive to this because I just am, right? I'm not going to, I don't know what the reason is, right? But even today, they've had, like, they've developed a bunch of technologies like the, you know, like the frame duplication and stuff like that, that kind of compensate for this blurring, right? But the problem is that those types of things add latency to your inputs, right? And so, like, the only way, like, every single TV now has some sort of excessive latency, and that's another aspect of it. But Everyone you, that's not a TV. You recently got some super fancy Sony LCD television. Yeah. And are you going to abandon that now and use your, your tube instead? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, make no mistake, right? Let's not be crazy. The still image picture reproduction is still better on my recent modern TV. Yeah, but you're not looking at still images on your <laughs> Right? But in terms of, like, motion, yeah, you just, you can't beat the tube. You can't beat the tube, man. So what are you going to do with it? So I have it, I have it, and I've got my old video game systems hooked up to it, and, um... Just because you can. And I'm going to have another, and I have a second one that's just back in the rear, just in case. Okay. Just for emergencies. That's fantastic. Yeah. The crazy thing was that I got these for so cheap that it actually cost me more to move them than to pay for them. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I, one day you're going to have to move again. And you're probably going to have to deal with moving them. One day. That's again. that's a risk I'm willing to take. You're crazy. But at least we can have a LAN party without bringing TVs over. It wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. Okay. I mean, about me being crazy. Okay. Not the LAN party That's thing. been the first time I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So, Good. actually, while, while we're talking about me, let me make an announcement A topic here. I love ever so much. Yeah, well, not as much as I do, apparently. Um, so, if if you happen to be local... In the Phoenix area, which uh, maybe some of you are, um, there is a independent game developers association meeting this Wednesday. The IGDA. Yeah, IGDA for short. And by this Wednesday, you mean tomorrow. Right, tomorrow. Exactly. Which means anyone listening to this on podcast today yeah. or already happened. Already happened, or maybe you can rush. You may maybe have five minutes to get there. Right. So anyway, Wednesday at seven p.m. At the Claim Jumper in near an AZ Mills Mall. Remarkably are, close to the University of Advanced Technology. Yes. There, there will be a talk, and I will be giving it. And you can come to 
heckle, challenge, encourage, support. Is the Claim Anything. Jumper normally where they have these meetings? It's, you know, it changes. That's our current venue. Okay. Claim but that jumper. is actually, like, less than a mile away from UAT. It's close to UAT. Which, while I'm at it, go to UAT.edu. Great website. There you go. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, that's fancy. Now, there's another thing that you and, and I are going to be doing. it will be on expectations and intuition. Okay. Relating to game development? Yes. Okay. In games and design. Gotcha. What's your angle on that, though? You'll like, have to see. Like developing for a user's expectation? It's just about people's expectations and what it means when people think something's intuitive or not. Okay. I'm curious about that. You should record that and play portions of it on the show. I would love to. All right. We'll see if that actually happens. You know, uh, well, I'll talk about it when we get back from the break. Yeah. Good timing. I got something else. I'm going to hold off on it. Um, well, we're going to break. We'll be right back, and we might even have a caller. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. That's right. Now, I told you right before we're into break just a second ago that there was something else I wanted to talk about because you were saying uh, you're going to be at a thing tomorrow. Yes. Which, as I reminded everyone, is not tomorrow for the people listening to the show. Most of them, anyway. Um, Wednesday the 12th. Yes, Wednesday the 12th. Of now, October. on the 22nd... 2012. 22nd of October, 10 days later, you and I are going to be enjoying ourselves at the Phoenix Food Truck Festival. It will be an adventure. Yeah. Which I wanted to talk about. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Yeah. So if if any locals are going to be out at the Phoenix Food Truck Festival, or if you're not local and you want to go to the Phoenix Food Truck Festival, you can do that. You can I, you can meet us there. I wish I had a website to give out to tell people where they could get tickets to the Phoenix Food Truck Festival if they wanted to attend. But I actually don't know the answer to that. We had a heck of a time finding information on this, didn't I'm we? I'm pretty sure it was brownpapertickets.com. Brownpapertickets? Uh, we might want to... Do a quick um, during the break. Remind me. A quick we'll check look on, on that, that one. I was not prepared actually. I wasn't thinking about that, but <laughs> we should do that. So um, I bet it's brown paper tickets, like you said. Yeah. No? You want me to check right hey, now? Well, any any time. Isn't this what people complain to us about? Uh, Sometimes that we we take time in the middle of the show Sometimes. to figure but, something out. But you know what? Know. This is this is like you know that that extra grit in like the that cup of orange juice that gives it its character. Right, that that piece of grit that's not really like pulp, and you thought it was pulp, and but, now it's it's like it's stuck in your mouth, and it's there, in, there should in not teeth. be any grit in your orange juice. <laughs> this is FYI, maybe, you are maybe, buying the wrong brand. Okay. Maybe maybe in your orange juice, Michaela. Maybe okay. at the food truck festival. So <laughs> it is brownpapertickets.com. Thank you very much. You click on the food link, and the very second one is the Phoenix Food Truck Festival, and we are going to be there. Eating things from many, many food trucks. And, and it's not this weekend, it's the next weekend. Exactly, the right. 22nd. So you've got right. plenty of time to prepare for that. But actually, you should buy like right now because their prices like go up over time. What is it, like so, $25? So buy now. Something? Well, it was 25 until like yesterday, and now it's 30 And I think like if you wait even longer, you will pay more. That's how they get you. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, as we promised, uh, Tessa is on the line. 
You are you're on the air. Gentlemen, how are you? Hello, Tessa. So we are collectively doing wonderfully. Um, however, it's it's a little bit difficult to hear you. I, I don't know if you're on a, a cell phone or something. Uh, hold on one second. I can transfer using Bluetooth right now. Um, are you in something resembling a mining shaft? <laughs> Give me one second. Hello? All right. Yeah. Much better? Oh, my God. That's better. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know if you're using a okay. speakerphone from 10 feet away. She's was... escaped from the mine shaft. Okay. That's good. <laughs> so um, okay. the show uh, the show is yours. Okay. Um, well, I, I just want to talk about the division uh, between male and female game developers. Okay, now I, a couple of weeks ago you basically you called and, and questioned if we basically thought uh, women couldn't hack it. I think is how you put it, which is basically how you thought we had put it previously. Um, yes. Right. And I clarified by saying that I don't think that most people can hack it. <laughs> and I agree with you on that. Okay, so I want to ask a, a little bit about your background first. I'm I'm going to assume that you are a student studying this stuff. I, I may have also asked you this already. Um, actually, I'm just an enthusiast. Just an enthusiast. Okay. So, like, sociology major? No? No. Um, actually, I'm, I'm um, out of school right now. Okay. Uh, hopefully, in a few years, I'll be able to get into some kind of science course. Okay. Sweet. All right. So, enthusiast who sent uh, many an article. Did you actually read all of the articles that you sent us? Because that was way um, too much for me to breeze through today. That was... That was intense. Alon, you, you gave me the articles to read. You didn't read any no, of the articles. No, I did read them myself as well, but only as many as I could stomach. There were a lot of them, and I read very slowly, because as those articles pointed out, boys have much lower reading skill than girls. That is a fair assessment. If you'll recall, right? Um, so I, I want to I focus your question a little bit, though. You said you wanted to talk about uh, the gender gap in game development. Is there a, a specific angle there? Are you worried that... Um, we're we're in a society that women just aren't coddled, like so that they're not able to do it. Did or you just say like, coddled? I did. It's probably the wrong word. Like aren't like, aren't like our baby chickens? No, that's no. a word. That's a word. Yes, I know can, it's a word. Didn't say it wasn't a word. Just the poor people word. get coddled too. Yeah, infants generally though. Well, whatever. Anyway, I mean, are, are you worried that that uh, Ara and I are perpetuating a, a world where women aren't welcome in the industry? Like what? What is it? No. Um, um, the entire, I, I the entire um, underlying theme of the uh, one episode uh, section that happened, um, it was more of Ara being annoyed that there can't, there have been no intelligent conversations about this that he has found, at least. Ah, so we're trying to produce said conversation. Yes. I would even say it, it's an overlying theme. Yeah, well, it was underlying, but it was the overlying theme was kind of a little bit misogynistic, but that's entirely not here, not there. You may not have meant it; it just came out that way. Well, you can thank me for that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so normally we don't allow such um, statements to go unresponded to. But uh, if you would not like to talk about that and you want to focus on something else, be my guest. Let, let me try to focus this a bit. All right, you have worked in actual development studios. Yeah, more than one even. Sure. So, uh, tell me the breakdown, men, uh, male to female. There's not a lot of girls. What what percentage would you say? I'm curious. I mean, just rough guess. It's probably between one and ten percent girls. Um, it's the, there was a survey done by uh, the UK Games Industry Trade Association that put it at 
6.6%. That is is exactly in your range. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's a small number. In other words, in a small studio, you may very well have zero women. You may very well. I mean, I'll tell you, one of the places where I was working at some point, um, there were so many guys that they even turned one of the girls' bathrooms into a a guy's bathroom. Uh, Does that mean there were zero women? Yes. Okay. There were that many women. <laughs> well, I mean, on that, on, on, that on, case, on a particular side of the building, let's just put it that way. In that case, it makes sense. I would, I would make the same conversion, I suppose. Right. Of, not, of to, not, not. I'm not intending to say anything beyond that. Beyond this, this one. Okay. But, but interestingly enough, it isn't just the game industry. It's, it's the technology industry as a whole. In fact, women, uh, even in the legal community, are encouraged through scholarships to pursue uh, legal careers involved with technology because there are so few of us who are involved in that capacity. So it's interesting that it's sort of across the board. It makes sense if they're, if you don't have people who are involved in mathematics and programming, why would you have a large number of, of that same gender expanding into game development? Now, you, you bring up an interesting question in my own mind. Tessa, you may not know this, but uh, Michaela, my wife, the one speaking there, um, she used to recruit for a game design school. Was it, it was here in Phoenix that you did that? It was, yeah, I was here locally in Phoenix. Okay. Um, did you have an interview with her? at some point. Oh, I've been on the show a few times. I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember. I remember it. All right, cool. So um, she used to to recruit people for that. And so my question to you, Michaela, is how many women did you recruit into the school or girls, whatever you want to call them? My recollection for the video game design program was zero. I think Not I recruited a one. zero women into that program. Now, do you think you had a bias in your own mind about like who you might even approach to to do this? Or I guess it's not really approach, it's people who signed up for it, right? Yeah, it was people that signed up who had a particular interest in the program and right through a, through an interview of sort of their goals and uh, career development paths, we, we'd track them into one path or another. And I never encountered a single girl who was, was interested in game development. So I found that relatively interesting. They were all, I, I did talk to a number of women, but they were all interested in graphic design. So I don't know if it's the industry in itself that's intimidating to women, but I, I wasn't even getting women who were interested in doing graphic arts for Why games. would you presume that there's a force that's intimidating them out of it? Because there has to be some social construct that's, that's segregated this industry by gender so much. There has to be some social construct. There may be one, but I, I, I think that it's, a, let's just say, jumping to conclusions to say that it's intimidation, right? It could be a whole bunch of other things. Uh, one thing that I think that is glossed over too often is that for better or worse, right, there's less interest. I don't know that it, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Well, nobody came up to you because so it's, nobody came up to you wanting to engage in your program, right? So it's either because they were intimidated out of it or they were just not interested in it, right? It's not necessarily. Um, it, there's been a very large trend as of late to um, push more towards not exactly anti-science and anti-mass or whatever. It's anti-intellectualism in general kind of just has been plodding along, along lately. And that kind of has taken a hit on certain industries, such as the scientific, or scientific industry and... So are, are you saying in general, or in general, or to women specifically? They've been gearing women uh, away from well, scientific in, fields. Well, in general, but it hits women pretty hard too. Okay. Well, we got to go to break. Um, so we'll continue this when we get back. 
Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. We are back. Don't forget, head over to chatterboxgameshow.com if you want to, you know, get our, our emails, send us stuff, say that you want to talk about things, just like Tessa's doing. So she brought up this topic, and we're going to bring her on the air here in case she wants to uh, to chat with us. Um, she wants to talk about uh, ladies in, in game development. And what Michaela was just saying was that, you know, there's this uh, there's got to be some sort of social con- construct that, that stops women from entering the field and um ara you were saying this is you know essentially related to just interest yeah we've we've arrived at a point of clarification right because um i was i was um i was getting defensive once you said female women are getting intimidated right and it's not that because they're not getting i mean okay people aren't standing out there with picket signs saying don't apply to game design school right that 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 was not my point my point was that 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 there are certain psychological um things that women are brought up with that make new things, especially things where you're going to be the only woman involved, incredibly intimidating, that it's, it's sort of the way that the org that it's organized. Right. So many of them may feel intimidated, but that is not necessarily because a specific person or entity is overtly intimidating them. Correct. Okay. All right. So, so here are my thoughts. There's obviously many different factors that go into decisions that people make in life, right? Like we have many, many years on the planet and we all make lots of decisions over time and various factors weigh on those large and small decisions. But I think we may be focusing on the smaller factors rather than the larger one. And the larger one is simply that people will pursue things that they are generally interested in. So like I played video games all my life. So I thought, hey, I would like to design video games. You read books all your life, Michaela, and then you're like, I want to be a writer or an English major right. or whatever. And, That's and, weird because now I'm going to be a lawyer. Yeah. It's not at all like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> and do you want to be a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> the verdict is out. Okay. So um, I think the fact that there are fewer game uh, women in game development is probably much more related to the fact that fewer girls play video games growing up and are hardcore into gaming, because you have to be pretty hardcore into gaming to want to be a designer, right? To, to, to really follow that that dream, right? Well, let, let's hear what Tessa has to say. I, I don't feel like she's getting enough of a chance to talk. Well, um, as actually Alon previously stated in the last time I was on, um, it's more gender roles and effects. Um, girls are supposed to like this, boys are supposed to like blue, and... Girls right now don't are supposed to be popular, I guess, in the Barbie esque. Um, You're losing me. I, I think. Um, and boys are allowed to do pretty much whatever they want. Right. Well, you, you'll get complete agreement from me, Tessa, that you know people people are socialized into these gender roles, and and you know that sort of thing tends to feed back on itself too, right? I mean. One of the things in the bibliography that you sent me that's really interesting is that, um, you know, just, I'm talking off the top of my head, right? But I seem to remember there was something about like, oh, you know, these people did an experiment and they found out that, you know, the 
the male salesperson is always better rated than the female salesperson, right? But it wasn't just men that rated the male salesperson better. The women rated the male salesperson better, too, even when for all the variables they could control, they're exactly the same one way or another, right? So clearly we're, we're getting socialized to do these things in society, and that effect amplifies any anything that would, might have been innately there and can even overpower those types of things even. And there are, have been studies that have completely taken out the um, the ma- uh, male dominant aspect of it and used um, some different tribes that are either patriar- patriarchal or matriarchal, sorry, uh, meaning headed by males or headed by females, respectively. Right. And when and when um, it, that has been that entire thing has been taken out, the more female dominated um, tribe will have the females will have more um, interest in math and ability to comprehend math and spatial reasoning, and also will have more competitive drive. That's similar to what the um, more male dominant tribe had with its males. You know, that's so. the, that's actually really interesting. I was reading an article recently that was. Um, talking about as a woman how to be successful and it was in one of my my law journals that I get one of the periodicals and it was talking about how one of the things you can do um, to maintain your competitive edge is as an adult woman to go join a sport and I thought that was really interesting because girls are socialized to play nice with each other and not be competitive and so it's not something um, that is inherently reinforced and that's something we can do later in life is to bring that back out by playing sports right that that sort of that play helps us reacquaint with that, that we have the same innate desires as men to be competitive, but it's supplanted. I recommend Street Fighter instead of sports. I recommend <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah, so I really, I wonder, though, as we're growing up, like when when we're, let's say, eight years old, right? Like how much how much influence is it from the parents? Because at that, at that age, it really is your parents and your friends. It's not say, like society. I've got an answer for you. It just so happens, Mr. Elon, that uh, I've recently read this, this book by this, um, one of my favorite psychologist guys. His name's uh, Eric Byrne. He might be dead now. Um, anyway, it was written like in the 70s, right? And he, he has this, he basically like pioneered this theory um, which is somewhat controversial in the academic circles. But anyway, it's it's something called um, transactional analysis, right? And anyway, he he studies how people basically, you know, grow up and get the behavior patterns they do over time. And according to him, right, what, what he thinks or what he found out was that, you know, people are – people grow up socialized to – well, I wouldn't even say social, socialized, right, like – they're literally programmed by their parents and they adopt their parents' behaviors and attitudes about life in a way that is much, much more direct than most people can appreciate. And he even goes so far as to say that by the time you're around age seven, your direction in your life, in not just in terms of like what types of things interest you, but how, for example, um, how resilient you'll be under pressure and how competitive you'll be. And how driven you'll be to be successful, those things are pretty much, unless you make a concerted effort to change it later on in life, you're already on that track by the time you're seven. What's, what's interesting is neither of my parents appreciated video games. 
Well, it doesn't ever. mean no, no. It has nothing to do with video games, right? I mean, like for example, your your um your inability to clean. Okay. <laughs> Right, like right. you inherited or, that from your father directly. There you go. Like, like these, these are much more general things, right? So it's not like specific interests, but it's basically about how you do things and whether you consider yourself in life to be, as he puts it, a winner or a loser or or a non-winner. And, and these are, I'll, I'll leave it alone for now. But those are categories that he has. Okay, so I'm imagining in my head these these kids playing in a house, right? You've got, let's say, a relatively small group: two boys, two girls. They're all friends or siblings or whatever, and there are video games in the house, and there are games they can play outside, and at some point they decide to play video games. And I've heard many, many girls in my life say, oh, yeah, I loved you know, Mario or Mario 3 or whatever. I totally played that. I loved games when I was a kid, right? But it was always uh, when they were a kid, and they stopped when they hit you know, whatever older age, basically when they start becoming interested in boys. And this is something that's relatively classic that I've, I've heard from a lot of people, that, yeah, they liked games when they were kids, but they stopped playing them whereas boys would continue playing them right like michaela's looking at me all weird now like well, this is I, crazy they've been they've been socialized to they're being socialized to not be interested in it but here's remember that one time well it's just that you take priorities i think that perhaps they that uh well absolutely girls are sure. programmed or whatever sure or socialized to prioritize um you know uh, social elements like getting a boyfriend and things once social, they hit 12 social, or 13 or whatever. Social standing over playing games. Yeah. And think. then as a result of that, because they aren't playing video games through these formative years, early teenage years, right, that takes them away from them, and then they're not interested in, in going on to develop them later. Did you want to butt in with something, Tessa? Not butting in. Which, um, <laughs> I think I kind of stuck on that, too. But um, I think there was one looking at uh, the U.S. and an aggregate of uh, different companies countries around Europe that uh, was looking at um, um, different school systems. They had a group of 15-year-olds, about 275,000 15-year-old students in about 40 countries. And on average, the girls were the same as, more, same as the U.S., 2% on math and interest in anything scientific and social aspects are like seven percent higher than any of the boys and when it, you're looking in uh, countries that have less of a gender disparity um that flip-flopped the boys were actually better at socializing and the girls were more sent um it, it sounds like you're quoting uh it sounds like you're quoting one of the things that that i read today as a result of your <laughs> you're giving us this bibliography and and I think you may be misquoting it a little bit, but I mean you've got the general theme I, that yeah, I possibly maybe um, girl, girls were like down about two percent and they were up about seven percent on reading, not social things, but specifically oh, they okay. they sorry. cited reading and they did not say anything flip flopped. Like guys never got better at reading, um, but in countries like um, you know Sweden and Norway and stuff, it was much closer in math. They evened out, but they were always better in reading, which was actually even more interesting to me that girls if there weren't these social pressures were just as good as boys in math but still beat them at reading so basically girls are just better is what this study pointed out at reading anyway we're going to break again we'll be back Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are now venturing into the final 
quarter of Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And before we do that, I'm going to remind everyone, go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, because they're wonderful. And if you go there, you can have chats like this on like a daily basis, because there's totally more than two girls who go there, and they would they would be willing to talk to you about this. Um, there's actually, i got to say, a really good number of girls go to that school. Are you like, sure it's not just because they have a fashion program? I don't think they do have a fashion program. Okay, you got me. But they do have non, non-game specific programs, but that's, that's not even what they're there for. Uh, it's probably just the multimedia design stuff. Um, but there's, you know, a, a non-negligible number of women, and they're not totally hose beasts, too, which is, which is interesting, right? So. <laughs> why, do you, why do you fall um, back on, on categorizing them by, by their level of attractiveness? That's really important to get the men to go. We're promoting the school. This is true. <laughs> This is, this is I would love to say they're all Hawaiian Tropic models, but that would simply be unjust. It's not true. I, I, I got to say, there's one aspect of this, um, this whole battle, I guess, this controversy about these sexist things that doesn't seem to go over well with, let's say, um, people who characterize themselves as feminists is the idea that it is okay for a man to think of women as objects of attraction. What? You lost me. That that argument got too long. It's okay. It's okay for me to be attracted to girls. It's okay for me to express that, right? Do you want, do you want to hear mine? A lot, of people, a lot of people talk as if that is something inherently wrong, and well, I think that's a huge hold mistake. Hold on. I can give you my definition of feminism, and then we can see if it offends you. Um, okay. Just make sure you speak into the mic when you do it. I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about feminism. No, that's but go that's ahead. fair. That's fair. But my 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 definition or sort of my mission statement with with feminism is to be perceived as a woman, but not defined by it. And that's what happens all too often is that um, my entire identity becomes defined as a woman, as um, as a potential date. That's right? definitely true for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason we're together. Because <laughs> you just saw me as a piece of meat. Because you're not a man. Yeah. All right, so um, before we move on, because I do want to leave a little bit of room for something else in this in the show, um, Tessa, is there anything you wanna you wanna close with? Um, one thing to get rid of this stuff, um, the this uh, divide between male and female, well, just anything. Again, this is not just happening in game development; it's happening in the scientific field, skeptical field, um, pretty much any field. You just have to think more critically about what you personally are perceiving or what you're thinking, as well as kind of increasing educational around just to um, try to boost a little bit more, um, I don't know. Participation. Uh, yes. Participation, yes. Tessie, you, you will be happy to know uh, that I believe the undergraduate uh, rates from colleges are currently 52% female. And in the legal field right now, we are about dead even. It is 50-50 in all the law school classes, which is kind of cool because the profession right now is about a third women. Um, and so that'll that'll shift dramatically here in the next five to ten years. Hopefully. If, if they all get jobs out of college. Yeah, if we, get, if we are gainfully employed. You, you hear that a lot? We've got, we got to be ready for when it shifts to beyond 52%. Yeah. We've got, we got to get our male rights coalition prepared. Well, I'm starting my my uh, vegan farm commune as we speak, so yeah. I can protect myself from the onslaught of, 
of ladies taking over the and workforce. And I will be I will be happy to revert the tilling the land gender role back to you. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Tessa, for calling in and encouraging this this discussion. I appreciate it. Um, is there anything that we wanted to cover before we go on this? And then, I mean, we've got Penn on the phone as well. Yeah, I'm going to say one, one, one or two more things. All right, quick. In like a the, minute. All right. Just going back to the idea, right, that a lot of people who are discussing this issue seem more interested in being argumentative than anything rational. I just want to give you two quick examples of this, okay? Very quick, okay? So this... One of the one of the links that Tesla sent us, there's this Washington Post article, right? And here's a couple quotes, okay? I just want to read you these quotes. So this woman, Chris, Christiane Corbett, is a senior researcher from the American Association of University Women and co-author of the 2010 report called Why So Few. Is quoted as saying, the growth of technology is driven by the people who are designing it. Without women at the design table, the interests of half the population will basically be ignored. Okay, now I want to attack the unreasonable strength of that statement or the unreasonable extremeness of that statement, right? Because it's like, here's another one that goes just along with this, right? Um, There's another person who goes, we don't know what women would invent because by and large, right now, they aren't. They aren't inventing, right? And here's the thing that I have a problem with, right? Is the idea that, you know, Women are not like this mysterious, undiscovered, like, species that, oh, if we could only get them to invent things, then we would have something amazing. And women's interests are often not always divergent from those of men. It is not as great a chasm as people like this are making it out to be, right? It's in their interest to make this chasm more apparent. And it's not – I don't think that that chasm is there. You know, if a woman is designing something like a bridge, right – like how like this it, is what it I'll might cha- be pink. Th- this is, is what I'll challenge. Suggestion? This is what I'll challenge you with, right? I will challenge anyone, including Tessa, if she's still listening, right, to come up with a reason that isn't horrendously stereotypical and retarded about what kind of interest, generally speaking, would men only have that women don't share in things like the sciences. Reproduction. We get, the, we get the short end of that. We're stick. all very interested in reproduction. I, I think we're all interested <laughs> in that. <laughs> Maybe not the same part of it, but we're all very interested. And by the way, I've heard many women say that they would not want to be a man because yeah. they, they want to enjoy the. the no, I love I love being a woman. Is, I wouldn't want to be a man. This Definitely. Is, this is why I'm harping on this, right? It's because this is this is the crux of why this is a problem, right? Is because instead of talking about what we want to do together, we're talking about how far apart we are. And if people are going to continue to harp on that aspect of it, this sort of thing was never going to get resolved. All right, I'm but done. But there, there is a, there is an interesting point um, to be made about um, you open up a larger segment of the market when you have uh, people from a wider variety of mindsets aiding oh, in development. Fair enough. Oh, there's something to be said for that, right? But it's not the only thing. No, right? no, absolutely not. But I think that you definitely get different results when you. When you have a, a more diverse group of people who are engineering it's, products, it's by an uncertain matter of degrees, right? But it's not how they're framing it here. You know, it's not how these people are framing it. That's not fair to say. Yeah, I, I'll agree. That was taken to a bit of an extreme. Yeah. Um, so for now, we have very short amount of time left in the program. So um, since Penn took the time to call, I want to bring him on and see what what he has to say. Penn, uh, yeah, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I I hate when people act like there's something wrong with different types of people being different. 
there are differences among men and women, and it's okay. We don't all have to be the same. We're not those futuristic people who wear the same, you know, silver one, you know, space suits like in, in, in the 70s. Like, women are good at some things and men are better at other things. It doesn't mean it's good or bad. It's just different. How about some examples? Yeah. Well, a great example is my I lived uh, my sister and my brother and me. Hardcore gaming house. My sister just never really was interested. For some strange reason, only with racing games and The Sims. And I'm not saying casually. I mean hardcore play 15 hours a day. The Sims? Yeah, The Sims. That's so out of control. That, the Sims is big time geared towards women. I can't, I can't or, handle or that game. Or accepted by women. I can't fall into that game. You're not crazy. And, and I, Clearly I, and you I must think, not be a woman. And uh, I think it has something to do with uh, the sort of the way men are able to analyze things. Um, I'm not saying it's better, but it's different. So, for example, my sister's inability to read people. Like, she'll be dating a guy for a few weeks. I've never heard of the guy, and I see a picture of him on Facebook, and I tell him not only stuff about him, but how they're going to break up. I, I it think, happens exactly as I say. Okay, I think you might be psychic, or like I, I was think just you've, gonna say. I think you've generally gotten that stereotype flip flopped because I actually, I actually do think that because of how women are socialized, they are generally actually better at reading people than guys are. You might also just have an autistic sister. Well, no, I, I actually, uh, my sister's really she's way smarter than me, but she's book smart. But when it comes to you're like, only reading, supporting a lot's argument by saying this. But but also like for example when this guy this guy came over to the house and said uh, hey is your sister home and I walked into my sister's room and said hey some guy's about to ask you out and immediately she was like oh I've known him forever no he's not and then about five minutes later she comes in and oh my god he asked me out and I'm like well why did I know that just by <laughs> looking at his face and she didn't well she didn't answer the door but yeah I, I think the argument though is that something's going on where where we without intending to encourage women to leave the field by like, my argument is it, it we don't encourage them to leave but we uh, force them to prioritize something else more important and fyi if we are all wearing those wednesdays like tron we will look way better in them that's all, that all i'm saying is that we make the bomb and they make the beef that's that's <laughs> a great way to end the program thanks so much for calling in pen we are definitely at the end of the show well anything else folks I think it's time to end the show. Where's the beef? Michaela, any last thoughts? No, you're out. All right, well, end of the program. Thank you so much. Uh, ChatterboxGameshow.com if you want to email us and suggest a topic for the future. We'll be back later. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.